We're good. Back in the Father Bucket house. It's the Father Bucket Protocol. It's your man, Dean Edwards. Got my man, Big Mike, in the building. Thumbs up. Vessie's not here, but we brought back my man, Big J. Okerson. Had so much fun last week. We didn't get, get a chance to really cover... Uh, as much as we wanted to, man. We we always have fun. I think we got so serious we forgot to we did. all of our we, funny fun we stuff. Did. There was a point after we recorded, I was like, wow, it's so heavy. Like we thought in we a were, good way. We thought we were gonna get into Braddock missing in action three. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris, something special about Chuck Norris emerging from the water in slow motion that that I think this generation of kids will never be able to appreciate, man. Um, Want to send a shout out to, um, you know, All Things Comedy. Y'all make sure you check out some of the other cast, uh, podcasts. Obviously, a lot of people know about uh, our boy Bill Burr um, and his Monday morning podcast. We got my man uh, Ian Edwards uh, out there. He has the Soccer Comic Rant. You have uh, Neil Brennan and Mosh Kesher. How do you say? I, I never know how to say Mosh. Is it Mosh? Are they together? They do their yeah, together? Yeah, they do the champs. The champs is dope. Uh, you got Come to Papa by uh, Tom Papa. You got the Tom Rhodes uh, Radio. You got uh, Mike Rhodes. Uh, who else? I'm forgetting somebody that I want. Oh, you know what? Dan uh, St. Germain. Sean and, uh, Donnelly and Dan St. Germain. Uh, they, they have um, theirs is, is popping, right? Actually, theirs... There's what's called our what's, something? Our friends are yeah yeah yeah. What geez? What's uh what the, my dumb friends? My dumb friends. my dumb friends. I did that one. That's, that's fun. That's fun. Yeah yeah. I'm looking forward. So you know, uh, Dan St. Germain and Sean Donnelly. They have their new joint. Uh, big shout out to the people at SoundCloud because it's you know it's funny as 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 I'm uh as I'm doing this this whole podcast thing. I'm learning like wow, this becomes like work. Because they're like, yeah, make sure, you know, SoundCloud's comedy month begins in April. So make sure you hashtag comedy month and make sure you add comedy and comedy month, com comedy and comedy month, one word tags to your sounds. I don't even know what the hell that means, man. But I figured I had to say it. Make sure you, uh, for any new listeners, make sure you, um, you know, subscribe, like, uh, and comment on our podcast, we're on All Things Comedy Network. Um, you can catch it on SoundCloud. You can go on iTunes, man, because the comments help. Uh, and we want people to know that people are listening, you know? It's a, we were just talking before we even went uh, went live on this. Becomes thing. cumbersome. But it's just the idea of, uh, like, all this, like, when I first started comedy, it was like, you have to be doing, like, yeah, to be funny. But radio programs in your house right. and stuff. Like, it's like, right, it's, like, right. it's, it's just it's, so, like, uh, it's changed, man. It's, but, like, this is only a couple years old right, now. Right, right. And then before that, it was getting used to the social media to, thing. To and Twitter then everybody's and vining and putting out little videos and every day. And, 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 they're, and they're like, and some people are doing like, I mean, those vines are becoming like, and then uh, I'm holding your, your seven second thing goes viral and then it's a huge thing. And yeah. And then you're like, somehow like, you're viewed differently in the business because of this. Stupid video. It's insane. I I was watching uh the heat last night. Oh, and uh, also check out our buddy um uh producer of the podcast and uh, obviously co-host sometimes. Um check out Joe Vesey's the callback. What did I call it at that time? The comeback or something? 
Um, which was funny considering he was talking about uh, masturbating with no hands. But check out the call back on SoundCloud. That's Joe Vesey's uh, podcast. And you follow him on uh, uh, Twitter and Instagram at Joseph Vesey. Follow me at, at I am Dean Edwards uh, on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, I think Facebook is Dean Edwards 100. And, and uh, what about you, Jay? Uh, it's at Big Jokerson on Twitter. Big Jokerson on Facebook. All right. But yeah, we were talking about before before we even came on how how social media has changed the game. And I was watching uh I was watching the movie the uh what's it called? The Heat. Yeah. The Heat. And I was reading, I looked up the 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 young cat. Here's what happens as as an actor, the actor in you or the comic in you, anytime you see someone in a funny role, I'm like, yo, I didn't read for that. Right. You know? And so automatically you're like, well, let me find out who uh who does this uh cat is? Because I don't spoken reasons. Spoken okay. reasons, right? I, I you know it's funny. I happened to look up. I had the heat on the other day in uh -huh. my house, and I had looked it up on IMDb because I wanted to see who the albino was. Right, because he looks like his Dale. voice was very very he, he, familiar. I, I recognize him from something. Uh, he's the bald headed guy with the bald on top, short on the sides, uh, like kind of Art Garfunkel hair on legit. Uh, Jim Jeffrey show. Oh, okay. He's his buddy in that. On he's, FX, he's, he's, okay. He's the, he's, the, he's the second. But I don't watch second. that show, and I know me I've the, seen him in something, me, something me, else. Me, yeah. If you looked at his thing, but yeah, he doesn't look at all like the albino right, character. Right. Yeah, he's like okay. a dark eyes. And Taryn uh, from... Uh, Taryn Killam, yeah. Taryn Killam from uh, SNL and Wild It Out back in the who, days. Was he? Yeah, he was on Wild. I, I knew him. Well, I didn't know him personally, but I recognized him... When he first got on the show, because he was on the latter years of uh, Wilding Out, the first go around. Like, really? Now they're in sort of the second cycle. Like, Is this when, still happening? Uh, yeah, I think. I think Wilding Out. Um, I know it came code, back. Well, here's the thing: Guy Code. Um, when I was on the show, I'm put that out there. Guy Code became MTV 2s highest rated series ever, yeah. right? And we kept outdoing every week. We kept outdoing our numbers, but then Wildin' Out uh, premiered um, um, not even a full year, maybe like six, eight months ago. You're not, you and don't do Guy Code anymore? Nah, nah. They uh, aged no, out. No. You, you know what? I don't... I thought about it, wondering... Well, let me finish my first okay. point. Wildin' Out is now MTV2's highest rated show um, ever. It, uh, it, it's, it surpassed... Guy okay. code, which makes sense because you have Nick Cannon, who's a celebrity, versus um like myself, Donnell. People, I think a lot of people on Guy Code, like people that came uh with the name, I guess, prior to Guy Code were like myself, Donnell, Charlemagne was was hot uh from uh, you know, uh Power, Power 105 in New York. Charlemagne's now like the the godfather to a bunch of 21-year-old comics. Yeah, yeah, isn't that something? Isn't that something? I hear Pete Davidson all the time. It's funny. Pete Davidson's always like, yeah, Charlemagne took me out for a... We went, ne like, necklace shopping yesterday. <laughs> like, like, what? <laughs> Charlemagne has become the Tracy Morgan for for, uh, <laughs> for new comics coming up. But, um, yeah, no, so I was saying... Uh, the I think with the show with, with Guy going, I'm, I, I appreciate um, working on the show. I ain't gonna front. I was a little annoyed. What, you want to know how how I found out I wasn't on the show anymore? I um, cause we we went the we had the season two premiere party. You ever sense a tremor in the force? Shout out to all my my, my uh, Star Wars nuts out there like myself. Um, I sense a tremor in the force at the season two premiere party. It was in Manhattan, and. 
they they showed the you know we we ran a like a three minute uh, promo of it, and I was looking and I was like, wait, I'm not in it as much, but but when I'm in it, but I know my thing is get laughs, and so just like with SNL, I sort of compartmentalize. So it's sort of like with with uh like the X Men, like you know if the X Men needs someone to do heavy lifting, they're gonna bring in uh Wolverine. They're gonna bring in uh Colossus if if they need someone to lift a mountain, you know. Sure, sure. They're not gonna bring in Kitty Pride, right? So on on uh, Guy Code, I was like, okay, you know what? My lane is uh anytime they need something loud, zany, a voice, you know. Sure. I get used, so my stuff always with Bob. But then watching the uh, the clip at, at the premiere party, I said, I said, oh, okay, I'm not, I'm not seeing me as much. And then one of the producers, uh, meanwhile, must have... meanwhile, Andrew Schultz is actually burned Schultz? into the screen. But you know, he's telling you not to leave one image on the screen for too long, or it burns into the screen. Yeah, like like Schultz he was was in it a lot. Uh, you saw Charlemagne and, and Duvall. Now Pete wasn't on um yet. Pete wasn't right. on. Uh, Di Stefano just had started. Di Stefano, I mean, just had started. So I remember him actually sort of being on the outskirts at the at the party. Like people didn't really know him. Then he started actually popping girl code is when he kind of got there. Well, yeah. So that's well because he dated uh, uh Car Carly, Carly yeah. the 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 uh the redhead, the redhead yeah. Raven. Head, uh, Jake, and and so that probably because Girl Code. This was funny. The reason Guy Code, I think, was has been su such a success is because uh, kid, young, teeny boppers watch young young boys like MTV 2s demographic is mainly teenage boys. So you had like Melanie and Lisa from Guy Code. Right. Um, and, and it was always funny because if you looked at like the the Twitter followers um, of Say um, Charlemagne. If you come, if you took me, Donnell, and Charlemagne, we still didn't get as much love as say Melanie no. or, no, or Lisa. And not, no, and but, I and I and April, and I got that. I understand. But, but well, when the girl code, those girls, like, like I said, Jessime and yeah, uh, yeah, Jessime, they, they went them. up to like three hundred thousand like followers. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. uh, in, I mean, like in days, right? But any of that aside, like. Uh, I, it's so funny. I, I know it's like a stinger because, like, I still even feel that thing too. It's like I would kill it on those like Talking Head right. shows all the time. I go, right. how come I was never even asked to come in for Guy Code? And then I started to realize, I go, what Guy Code is great for, mm -hmm. and it depends what you want to do. Like for Andrew Schultz type, like it's not a facade because like he really does. Right, he's he, like, but he likes getting money. He gets like paid to go like host hey, a party, come into this club, right. Come to this club, which is never anything that do comedy. Right. comedy. No, no, no. But if you want to, it'll look good to go, oh, wow, I have 100,000 Twitter followers right. now out of the blue. I'm uh, all over this thing. I'm on the top of a cab on a, you know, yeah. on, a, on an advertisement or whatever it is, magazines and all right, that shit. Right, right. But the reality is what you want and what I want are, are, are similar in many right, ways. right. And it's it's not even, uh, it's not even a tiny, two two inch step up yeah. to where you want to go no. because all it's doing is getting. It, it's the same problem. It, it wasn't as bad because SNL does have a wide uh, right. a, a wider net. Right. But it's the same thing that would happen when I work with Tracy Morgan mm -hmm. at Caroline's 
And he's like, you know, I'll get that period blood all over my belly. I don't care. And then, like, you know, the church ladies who were there to see right. Brian Fellows were like, right. oh, God. And they walk right. out. Like, you're going to have a bunch of, like, it's the same. When I performed for, uh, when I opened for Steve-O. Okay. Sweetheart of a guy. I love him. Yeah, he's a but, nice but, dude. But, man, he draws the worst audience. Mm -hmm. Because it's 20-year-old girls. Right. Who want to fuck him in the world? I mean, are there to fuck him? Right. They they say it flat out. Right. They don't. Even he's understand. like the new Paulie Shore. Almost. Yeah. They don't even understand comedy. Right. Literally and, they, and, and they're not there really for comedy. Comedy. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Comedy is almost like a, a a secondary. Like I mean, we did a thing one time, and it's funny because Steve O would laugh about this too. That's why I do like him. But we've had things where it's like, uh, your girls come out after the show, and like they'll like. Whisper something to him, you know. He'll be like, "Hey, this is Jay, right? Jay's great. Uh, isn't he funny?" And she was like, "Yeah, you were funny." And then like whisper something to him, and then I, I was even like, "I remember, like, I'll never make this mistake again." I was like, "Hey, no secrets. What are you keeping secrets right. for?" And she goes, "No, I was just saying like you were pretty funny, but how much better he was than you." And I, and I just started. It kind of made me laugh because I'm like, "Well, come on." No one here thinks that's true. Like, <laughs> right. just, just say you want to fuck them. Right. This, this has nothing to do with that. I mean, come on. <laughs> like, I've been doing comedy right. for literally seven minutes, and he's right. uncomfortable as all hell doing right. it. Guys, I saw him one time at the at the factory, and, and it's funny because when comics, when you when you genuinely like someone, yeah, love him. You, he's a you, sweetheart. When you genuinely like someone, and someone says, "Hey, are they funny," you like like do it. Like say to me, "Is yeah, he say it?" What that uh, about? Like, ask me if Steve O was funny. Hey, Steve O, funny? Yo, man, he's a he's a cool cat. Oh yeah. You know, like we, like you feel you almost feel bad because it's such a nice dude. For for some for someone I'm not close with at all, uh, it's a lesson I did learn from Jim Norton. Just observing him years ago uh -huh. was like uh, I always thought it was weird that Jim Norton, unless you got like uh, if. As I'd see him more, like you know, at a Patrice barbecue or something like that, yeah. I'd hear him speak a little more candidly. Uh -huh. But in a public setting at all, like, as a young comic, even when I probably shouldn't have been doing it, I'd come in and I'd be like, oh, can you Did believe, you really? can you believe a so-and-so comic? Or, or I'd just ask him, i go, what do you think of a, you know, blah, 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 right. whoever. And he'd always be like, great. He always just said, great guy. Yeah, great guy. He great always guy. just said, great guy. And, let, and, and I guess, like, once in a while, if it was somebody you thought was, you know, if you were, like, having Patrice, he'd be like, oh, hilarious. Right. There. But he never... Uh, Took the the low road. Yes, yeah, so this thing is like, but but the, what's interesting about Steve O is like he is a great guy, and uh, I I root for him. Yeah. To to get really good at stand up, yeah. I, I don't know if he will, but I root for him too because uh, without exaggeration, no movies have brought me more pleasure oh. of like than watching the Jackass right. movies. <laughs> uh, even the shows like I don't even hold up so much for me anymore. The show, but the movies. Just like the, I can sit and watch those at any given time, and they make me right. laugh. And Steve O specifically, like his, it, it's, I, I'm so impressed by him. Mm. You know, and I feel like I should have probably disclaimed this before. Where like his comedy is like, you know, he's figuring it out, right? But like, uh, and he, and that's, and and anybody that might listen and and take that, uh, like he's he's because he, you're not hating this. Is a it's an opinion, but b it's a reality. He's he's a new dude. He's new to comedy, right. so he's still figuring it out, and still get, learning. And, and, and the, the problem the, is the, the problems. The, the problem he develops is when you're so when you're such a recognizable face. Yeah. To learn comedy when they're they're already rooting for you so hard is no good. Yeah. It's, it's better to you, you learn more. Through adversity, yeah, and he's going through very, very little adversity in comedy. But 
I say why I'm impressed with him and I root for him and, I, and maybe he can get really good at stand-up is because he does a version of comedy that I actually don't have the ability to do. Mm. It's not my thing. It's the same thing. I'm, I'm always very impressed with the guy who like... Uh, Carrot Top. I love Carrot Top. I love Carrot Top. I because, love Carrot Top too. Um, I'm not a big Carrot Top fan, but when I was younger, I, I haven't watched him in years, but I'll tell you what he did. He did He did uh, director's commentary on a movie called Rules of Attraction. It was a really yeah. dark flick. Uh-huh. Um, so funny. It was really funny. It, it surprised me. But um, no, I'm just saying like, when it's a kind of comedy, like, you know, there's, there's so many different, like, uh, not levels, but, like, just different, like... Well, they're different, just, just, just different compartments. That's compartments like, I, yeah, compartments I, of comedy. And, 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 like, some of them, I think it's stand-up. I think is the one I have a knack for, definitely. And I think even maybe in comedic acting I can pull off. Right, like, okay. Right. But uh, I don't think I necessarily would be great in, like, live sketch... Right. But I know uh, I'm not great. One one of the things I know I'm not good at, and I, lo I love Impractical Jokers. You ever watch that yeah, show? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I can't do that. Right, right. Like Where you I just hold you the can't You right. can't just send me over and think of me to find a way to go start pulling food off of someone else's plate with tongs. Because that as takes a, I just can't takes, do it. That I, takes gold I, and balls. Like, now, I can man on the street if I go up to the person who goes, hey, we're doing a blah, blah, blah. For the, uh, I'm going to be... Fucking right. with you I'm right. gonna be a little Like silly and But like If it's like Hidden camera If it's like Go up to that person On the street And tell them You lost this And can you do it uh, uh, Florentine And those guys Used to do the Meet the Creeps DVDs uh, And just literally like, oh, Ma'am Could you pick up That uh, dollar And he'd drop a dollar And he'd say You drop that And an old lady Would like, go bend it over Pick it up And he would just Fucking They would count How many farts In her face He would lay And I'm like I just couldn't do it. Like, I'm intrigued watching it because I couldn't do that. Do one of them, they go to an Italian place. I thought this was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. <laughs> Still laughing at farts. Oh, yeah. But they go to, it's, it's, I think Norton's in this one, too. They all go to, like, this restaurant where they do the fresh ground pepper. Uh, and he's got a chicken on pasta, I think, or something. And he's asking for the fresh ground pepper, and they do it. They're grinding it, and he just keeps saying more. Where they empty out like four full <laughs> grinders, then they come out with a bowl of pepper and they they're like doing it. And it's actually at this point been Nothing fifteen minutes and it's a, a it's a mound of pepper on top covering the whole plate or bowl or whatever. It's in. <laughs> and then they go, uh, he's like, just a little more pepper, please. And they're like, uh, they're like, sir, we we don't. He goes, he goes, the thing's totally covered in pepper. And then he grabs the f uh, chicken with his fork and flips the chicken over. <laughs> And then, you know, obviously there's not, it just messes everything up. And he goes, oh, so then they, it shows them, like, they have someone go with a pen camera in the back and show them that they're actually, have the pepper grounds and they're, like, they're wrapping them in napkins and, like, bashing them up to make more pepper. To make more pepper. And it's just like, uh, <laughs> and I'm like, it's so that's funny immature, to watch. immature, but that's funny. Immature and, and so funny <laughs> to watch. But I, I'm also, as I'm watching, I'm also impressed with the fact that I'm just like, Man, I just can't do that. Couldn't hold, couldn't hold. I don't, I don't, I'm not being high. I was like, I'm too good of a person to... No, no. Because, like, if they know I'm doing it... I said before, in stand-up, I've been scathing. And I've gone at people that were, I thought were being shitty. Or I even when I'm being playful and just wanting to, like, fuck around with the audience and have fun with them, yeah. I'm scathing, but they, 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 I still feel like you know it's like a wink with it. You know what I mean? It's like, ah, right. come on, I'm just... You know, it's, it's like... Tongue-in-cheek. Because you... But that's also... 
speaks to who you are because you're not you're not really malicious. You know, you're 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 genuinely a, a decent dude as long as people so. come at you decently. Sure, you know? but I hope, but, but I do tend to walk. I was thinking about, and this. that's not, also that's not to say that Florentine uh, or or Norton are not uh, good guys. Oh no, no, no. But some people are are more comfortable letting that side of them. Uh, Go. But they can justify yeah. the same way I can justify. I've had this situation come up a few times. What I'll tend to do if I ask like a, um, you know, I talk to the crowd a lot. So if I ask a off-color question, mm -hmm. sort of like, you know, I've, whatever, I've done things before. I ask a, like a girl in the audience, like who's like, you know, in her 20s. And I'll be like, uh, I'm like, what are you, you fully shave? Or do you like, you right. leave a little something? So they, And they'll be like, I am not answering. I'm like, why? You're uptight? And it's like. My father's here. And I'll be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't realize that was your father. Like, sir, does your daughter shave right, for right. And the thing is, I'm not expecting an answer. I'm, not, right. I'm expecting everyone to kind of laugh at that. Right. Now, I, but right. you do know that it does toe the line of like, the guy could be like, excuse. Like, some people do just get like that. Like, right. what the hell? I feel like that person should never walk into a comedy club, but still, like, right. but, right. um, <laughs> but so I'm saying, but like, but that is, to a degree, like, something that's like, some people would deem like, whoa, man, I can never say that. I couldn't ask a father. Even on stage, that in front of his daughter, I'm like, but that's kind of where my comfort level falls in. Right. At the same time, I said, I couldn't walk up to that guy on the street with his daughter. I'm like, sir, is this your daughter? Does she shave fully? Right. I mean, I would be like, that guy should punch me in the face. Right. <laughs> like, right. He should right. do it somehow. Like, right. You take it out of that context, you know? Well, it's similar, like, if you listen to any morning radio... Um, like the zoo type thing? Any morning zoo sure. show where they have the, 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 call, the, the, the call pranks, you know? Mm -hmm. And same thing when I listened to I, I think I, I did Crank Yankers years ago. I don't think mine aired. Oh, really? Because well, because a I didn't totally understand it, but b like I think Crank Yankers worked well if you came in with a character, sure, as opposed to them saying here uh, find something to do. <laughs> you know, I was laughing because uh, when Tracy when they asked Tracy to do Spoonie Love, you saw the Spoonie you, Love. You saw the video where oh, he's like, where he's, he's like, melting nah, down. I can't do Spoonie. He goes, this kid's watching. This kid's bro. That's graphic. And then, and then these shirts and then, off. But he's like, I, I am James T. Kirk. <laughs> I went In to Vietnam. Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam. Ooh, I'm I can watch, watch that. Now that the Dave... Oh, I still watch that. Now that the Dave Lester video is gone forever, yeah. uh, That now that that's gone... I still need to look for that. You'll never find it. I, he's no, I, sure I, I, wor gone. I worked for TV One. I have my ways. Oh. Yeah, so I have my ways. But, um, yes. <laughs> you know, Tracy, any, anyone that... We might even mention this uh, on an earlier episode. Tracy was, I want to say, in like Arlington, Texas, somewhere in Texas. He was doing an improv, I think. No, like a comic strip, something like that. He was doing a club. And so he goes to do uh, morning, you know, morning media, like at the local <laughs> NBC, CBS affiliate. Good morning, Houston or right, something. Right. Yeah, you know. So he goes in and, and the dude asks him, so... Uh, how is that? You know, and they always ask. So, how is SNL? And Tracy, you could tell, hates it. Just can, well, he, no, you could tell he probably just. This is when Tracy was drinking, so he probably didn't even go to sleep. He probably went to the strip club, and is now going straight to, sure. to do the media at six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. And so, dude's like, he's, yeah, in, sweat he's in sweats and a t-shirt with the with the platinum chain around his neck. He's like. Um, he's like, yeah, so how was SNL? He's like, uh, man, people have to understand that SNL, uh, 
SNL was wonderful, and Lauren Michaels and Yoda, and SNL is the Dagobah system. And then, then he must have saw himself on the monitor, and he was like, "Ooh, I'm handsome. Look at me. I'm handsome. <laughs> Look, I know why I got so many kids. I know why. I'm, oh, it's going down. I'm getting somebody pregnant up in, up in, up. Oh, I think it's gonna I went to that Jaguars last night. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm getting somebody pregnant. And it's like it's just it's a slow, but but he really starts off like. On the monitor, the P's and Q's, yeah. and then immediately, and then yeah. like, he just like he sees himself in the monitor, and it's just this slow, descent, and then it is all at once, and then just like because because Tracy <coughs> and and uh, I've said this to people, I always say this to people because people, especially when you go on the road and they know you've worked with someone, uh, depending on that last person, depending on whether it's Tracy or if uh, like Daryl Hammond, anybody that like. It's from SNL that goes and does a gig. If I come in like within a month or two after them, people are usually like, "Yeah, we just had a uh, such and such," and they they'll never say what they thought. If unless someone was just a cool cat and they liked them and loved their comedy, they're like, "Yeah, great guy. He was really funny." But otherwise, they they hit you with. Yeah, we just had uh, we just had Tracy Morgan, and I I know where they're going, so I want them to feel uncomfortable. So I'm like, oh, that's cool. I'm, I'm real close, and oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's a uh, he's um, <laughs> yeah, he's an interesting guy, and that's why I'm usually like, man, just say it, cause you want to say it. So just say, yeah, wow, I just I had no idea he was just so. He's so blue. We like people walked out the first show, so we had to put up a sign, a disclaimer saying it's triple X and blah blah blah. You know. Yeah, yeah, because Tracy you know, goes, though, goes had, in, but he's a showman, and I've I tell had, people. I've had that happen, too, where they do the thing. It's like, oh, it's too dirty. I can't. I didn't know it was going to be that. It's like, well, my people told you it was that dirty. You were sending all my stuff. They go, well, we didn't know. And then, uh, you know, it's funny. Christine, like, actually was the person who, like, did this. She would tell them, she goes, okay, she goes, put it out there right. that this is, like, a, a adults right. triple right. X show, whatever right. he goes. He goes, because... For what that keeps home, you don't want here anyway. Right. And it actually may make a few people go, oh, well, that place is usually bringing in, like, you know, yeah. real family friendly. I want to go check this out. Right, uh, so, right. so you might draw, and I'll, that that has worked like a charm. Dig like, it, like the, the crowds are bigger the next oh, day. Oh, that's good. That's somehow good. doing that. So it's, it's a thing, but it's like, no, but I said, but Tracy just said, like, when you're so known for something, it's, it's, it's almost goes back to the point we we're saying about like, the guy code thing. It's like, it's probably a blessing in disguise yeah, yeah. to be off of that because, like, you're kind of like you're taking this weird pit stop with thirteen to fifteen year old right, right, right. boys and girls who really aren't going to be a fan of your stuff anyway. Well, you know, it's funny with, with with that show. And my my original point with Tracy that I was saying is that uh, Tracy is a showman, mm -hmm. and so if a camera's on. Like people, because I've seen people at, sitting at bars last year, this girl trying to go back and forth with Tracy, and she was trying to agree with him. <laughs> but it's just, it's the wrong approach. So uh, if, if Tracy's like on TV, like anytime you see him on, on television, he knows cameras are on me, I got to turn it on to, to sell the brand of whatever I'm selling. And so people when so when people come to you and I are like, yeah, man, that dude, Tracy Morgan is high. He must be drunk. I'm like, nah, Tracy's Tracy. Tracy's Tracy's making sure people come out he thought, to that uh, show. Uh, That's uh, calculated. He, it's yeah. I, it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It, it is. There is like a brilliance there. It's funny, it's almost like um Patrice was almost in some way like uh if you were like able like to to buff out the sharp edges yeah. of Tracy Morgan. 
but at the core of them, very similar philosophies. Yeah. Yeah. The only time, it's funny when Tracy said the uh, the comment that he got in trouble for mm-hmm. um, about if his son was gay, so he would stab his son, right, or whatever on stage, right. Which was uh, you know, was him reaching rated G, it, 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 but it was it was, look, but I mean, as comics we all know, it was him reaching to be funny. It, it, everyone knows he's not going to do that, nor would right. he, nor. Right. Uh, um, the first time I saw, like, Patrice, almost like, it was like him finding out, like, Santa Claus wasn't real in some way, mm-hmm. was, uh, I felt this weird, like, hurt in Patrice when Tracy went around and started doing, like, that, doing the apology that tour? media tour of apologies, Ugh. and he explained it to me, it's funny, man, like, you know, because Patrice, it took him so much longer than maybe it should have to get to a point where he was at. When right, he passed, right, where he's starting to really... It was starting to, like, pop. He was, he was, he was going to become somebody, you know. He was somebody, but he was going to become, yeah. like, you know, like a, much more famous and... Right, because he had a first... He got hot uh, around 03, 04. He, had the, he did his Comedy Central special. Then he did Showtime. Then he, then he, had, he had the recurring role on, uh, on The Office. So he had some heat. Um... Because I remember we both, we had the same agent. His personality, man. It's like, and, but it, it turned but, some people off. Yeah. And, uh, but he was just getting ready to... Uh, to, to, to pop bigger than he had. Yeah, and, 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 you know, that takes a while sometimes. Uh, but, but the thing about doing it on your own terms, do you know what I mean? Like, and, and again, maybe that's like some of the stuff I've learned from Patrice. And so like I used to listen to his, like, you know, his tutelage a lot, you know. Yeah. But he... um. But watching him react to that Tracy thing, because I believe, and he was even pretty vocal about it, like a lot of the advice, a few of the major pieces of advice that Patrice ever gave me mm. started with the words, Tracy Morgan said this to me. Mm. As weird oh. as that was. And and I've heard Tracy actually say these things on Howard Stern before and stuff right. for the same words. And it was like, uh, Patrice, Patrice's advice I thought was great. Like his own actual uh-huh. advice was, um, you know, if you were funny, I, I do apply this a lot because I have much, especially off the cuff stuff that I do. But he was like, you know, when you were funny with around your friends growing up, if you were the funny guy, the guy who decided, like, you know, the personality that eventually decided to do stand up comedy, mm-hmm. um, you never overthought that, like when you were a kid. And you, and we ended up going on this long journey mm-hmm. to become on stage that same guy you were when you were 16 busting balls with your friends right. on stage. You go on this really long journey to get right back to the beginning. Right, right. And be like, okay, finally, I'm that funny again on stage now right. in this different medium. And he was basically saying, like, walk to stage with that confidence, though. Like, not like, I got to be hyper-prepared. And looking. Right. That's why I say I still, I get a physical, like, head shake reaction when I see, and, and I, I get, by the way, some great comics and some of the people I really respect and really funny people, mm-hmm. Nate Bargatze, Mike Vecchione, mm-hmm. Are guys who I see them before they go on stage, man, staring at a note card, right, right, staring right. at a piece of paper, right. and I'm just like, but to me, it, it yeah. builds this thing in me because I'm like, because especially with guys like that, because I'm like, man, you guys are fucking funny, man. Like, right. you, it's like, do you need to be so like, right? So, so you know these so jokes, formal. man. You'll find these. That's jokes. Harris. 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 You don't need them like that. You Harris, you, we go on the road, and and he uh, he he is he doesn't buzz my balls. I think he's more like just amazed because he's like. Hey, so you ain't you ain't gonna go. You just gonna uh, you know play Angry Birds or or, or Temple Run or, or or Subway Surfer on your phone. You you ain't concerned. You about to go on in five minutes? Cause I see Harris 
you see the beads of sweat forming on his head. I'm like, hey, you've done these jokes. You've a done these a million times. times. But the jokes, like, just like, how many times it's like repetitions do you have to get? Look, when you go out and play basketball in the NBA every night, you're not going to play the same exact game every right, night. But you walk out there and go, it's like, I don't know, maybe this game right. so-and-so scores more. Maybe I catch right. a rhythm. Maybe right. I do. You know, it's like, uh, it's kind of going to be what it's going to be. Like, you, right. you know what you bring to the table. But that, but that was... Uh, Patrice's advice, like, like his mouth was yeah. like, go to stage uh, with that same confidence when you were like, right. you know, just just know you're fu the funniest person in the room right. at that moment. Right. Um, and then he told me, and then the other, the second big piece of advice was Tracy, and it was uh, Tracy Morgan said like, and and you can see he, he he lives by it, and I respect that a lot, and it's why I was, such, and it's why I know Patrice and myself uh, were both very bummed out with that apology tours because. Right. He's like, uh, go on stage and never be afraid to say something that you know, you know it might not be funny to mm -hmm. everybody else. Like, you know, like you think it's funny, but you realize, like, no one else might think it's funny, but go give it a shot anyway. Like, mm -hmm. basically have the balls to go, blah, 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 nothing. Nothing, okay. You're angry? Threw All right, it. we'll right. give it, we'll take it back. And, uh, and, he, and that really, like, uh, it was like a, a curtain pull, but what Patrice attributed that to we had a long time. I remember that one day I go, man, I go, I just, I never used Twitter at this point, especially a couple of years ago. I was like, man, I never used Twitter, but I had to tweet out finally like to Tracy, like, I was like, Tracy, please stop apologizing. Like, right, like, like right. you're actually like cracking the foundation of what stand-up comedy is supposed to be and right. we're supposed to be allowed to do. He goes, you know, stop apologizing, man. And Patrice goes, yeah, he goes, I was pretty angry about it at first. Mm -hmm. like, I was pretty, pretty bummed, but, um, I started to realize, like, Tracy, where Tracy's at, the reason he's, like, you know, he has tens of millions in the he bank. for the corporation. Is he just goes, he, but he worded it in, he just owes a lot of people. Yeah. He owes. So, and that, that, that phrase really, like, resonated with me. He really, he goes, he just owes. So the thing is, Tracy Morgan might be like, fuck you. That's, uh, it was a joke. Shut up. He goes, but Tina Fey and Lorne Michaels yeah. And these people who are a lot, he owes them. Like yeah, they, 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 they have, had, they have him on puppet strings. Tracy is a bit of a loose cannon. I know he's not anywhere near as much as he like portrays. Yeah. Uh, I know he does turn it on and stuff like that. And I, I know Tracy relatively well. Right. But in many ways, like he's been put up on. You know, he, like Tracy. Well, Tracy's got a personality that was like Tracy was chosen. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah. he didn't like uh, Tra Tracy I, was. I, I, I was there. Yeah, watched Tracy's movie. not a guy who was like I, like Kevin Hart. What was impressive about Kev when we first started. Kev's success is not a major mystery to me. Right. When we were young enough that we were just kind of like, hey, we just go and do yeah, open mics on Thursdays. Kev's like, all right, I found out there's these college agents that'll send us to do. And Kev was doing an hour of college, just making uh, two thousand dollars before he really legitimately had thirty minutes of right. material. He would just go. He, he and he would say he goes. I'll just go bullshit. I'll talk to them a little bit. I'll I'll dance. I'll do another joke where I dance some more and we'll play on some music. Yeah, he goes, I just make noises. He's like, uh, but Kevin, and, and that's, that's but he was, but at, at open mic level, he's out there mailing tapes and head, even with, I'm like, you got headshots already? He's like, yeah, I went to this photographer, it was a hundred bucks. And I'm like, man, I'm not even sort of thinking about that stuff. And you see where, Kev, I, but Tracy's not that guy. Tracy's much more in the, I can't, I don't want to name any other names. I, I don't want to speak out of school, but I just, I, I I have a major feeling that Tracy was like, someone's like this guy. And at all costs, we're going to make this guy mm. a guy. Because I don't think. 
Well, I think I, also, I bet Tracy has a money manager. Uh, someone who hand, I, I bet his money goes to a place, and and he has access to it, and his bills are taken care of by a dude right, right. who handles that shit. Right. Like, I, I think he's childlike, probably in many many ways. Well, I, I also think he he popped like right place, right time. He he, he has a gr- you know he has a great manager with Becky, um, who also reps a bunch of other people at SNL. Who, who Becky repped rep Tina. Um, Tracy popped on SNL from doing. From, someone said, you know, let him play himself, an exaggeration of himself, on the show. So his stuff started popping when you see him uh, backstage. Lorne Michaels, give me a soda, bitch. You know, and sure, people yeah. like, oh man, this dude is talking, talking greasy to to us. The dude, yeah, to yeah. us, to the man, you know. And so then when then when um, when when. Tina's preparing to leave. Like the f- first season of Thirty Rock was really the Tracy Morgan show, and so it's, you know, so it it all I don't, whether whether there was like this divine thing other than the hand of God, but if like they like you know how like in movies they say the man, and there was this this white man in a white suit in the office saying him, you know. Yeah. Uh, I think it was just the 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 machine that he was a part of being uh, SNL, right place, right time, everything. And then Tina was leaving right as he was leaving, right uh, after he left. So his show didn't work. Uh, Lauren, I think, did Lauren, Lauren produced his show, his sitcom, the Tracy Morgan show. And then he, he was free uh, to go do something else. Tina was leaving, so she did 30 Rock. Oh, you know what? Let's cast Tracy and we'll write about him going to the strip club on Tuesday night on a sketch show when we should have been writing. And people love seeing the curtain getting pulled back in that way. So, And I'm, just, I'm not saying it that way to be PC because I'm cool with them or anything, but I always look at it like... And, and a lot of people say, well, he's very blessed, very fortunate. Yeah, that's true. But I think I think it was just also a matter of right place. There is right place, right time. Right but time. What's, what, what I think also a person... And I don't even know what the psychological... Or psychiatric term, I, I think would be for it, but like, um, uh, you see those things. I'd lo- I would love to get a, a a glimpse of what his audition was for SNL. For SNL, oh, like the actual God. when he stood you on the. He, I'm talking about when he stood on the, you know, the on, on, sound, on, on the, the monologue the, the, stage. The screen, the, um, the screen test. Yeah, it's the screen test. Yeah, when uh, he comes up, I would have loved because I'm telling you, like, he is. Like I said before, it's like even though that was something that was probably really new to him. Yeah, well, he you know, I know he keep in mind, comedy club and stuff like that. But but let's, let's just but say, he was a stand up. Yeah, like going going. But I understand into, if I stand up, but I'm saying like it's the same thing where it's like if I, like you said, you discuss like go before I you're right before I go on stage, I could be having a conversation about anything else in the world, and as as they're in the middle of saying my first name. I'll be like, you like, know, say, look, blah, 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 blah. All right, all right. As soon as I get off stage, right, I'll, let me finish. Right. Don't, don't let me forget what I was saying. And I got to run on stage. And I'll jump right in my seat. And I don't overthink it. And I'll do straight crowd work and right. all. And go and, and come back. Because, like, that's the... Uh, I've done the repetitions of that right. to know that. That's where it's going I, 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 to the I, I, gym. But, but, You've done enough reps right. where you, you know you're going to be able to lift 250. Absolutely, absolutely. But if I was asked to carry a sitcom tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I couldn't do it. In fact, I do believe I could do it. Mm-hmm. But I would have, that's something where I'd be sitting at home with much more like, all right, man, we got to like, right. I got that's when you start seeing me with notes maybe and like, do I got to whatever. 
And, and, and same thing if I had to audition for SNL. I feel like Tracy's just one of a personality mm -hmm. that why someone like that could get it. Because I believe when you see, I'm in the class, like, well, who's all auditioning? Uh, this guy who right. comes from, like, the Groundlings, and right. this guy has a major sketch background, and right. the Second City guy. And I'd see a guy like Tracy sitting there, and that's the guy I'd be nervous about right there. I'd go, this guy doesn't give a fuck. He's going to go in there being 110% him. Mm -hmm. He's not trying hard mm -hmm. at all. And that's the and that's the guy who goes, you know what? That's the asshole that'll fucking get it. And he does. Well, but you And know, he does get it. And it's like, know, uh, because you know, I, I bet he walked in there so like, uh, I, 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 I don't even care. I don't I, think, I don't think that, like, I he disagree. didn't care. I disagree. Yeah? I think Tracy, being, I, should, I should get a copy of that tape, but uh, I think it was, because I think him, was Brewer on already? I've heard the story about when, when Tracy, I just don't remember it, but I'm sure he was nervous because you can't help but being nervous because you know your life's about to change. Just, from doing Uptown Comedy Club and, and a couple episodes of Martin and do, earning some money on the black circuit to suddenly making the type of money that you... Life change money. You you're, know, almost like a, you're almost like immediately six figures a year. Yeah, exactly, sure. exactly. And so... Coming from like maybe like, you know, a great year being 40 grand. Right, right. Which, you, you know, know, yeah, sure. Um, so I would think that no matter how cool and calm and collected you are, you're, the nerves are going to be apparent for anybody, for myself included. I was, you know, I'm, I'm sitting there, I remember seeing myself dead. But, I, I but, you're also a collected, but you're a collected human being. Right, right, right. But uh, with, with Tracy, I guess I could see him going and doing like Biscuit and maybe Dominican Loop. Like the, the characters that... He did it uptown and saying, you know what, I'm going to just... And Barry, I think, was managing him. So he's like, look, you know, Barry Katz, as a manager, is probably one of the best uh, cheerleaders sure. to get, get you hype. Where, where you're sitting there like... Yeah, I can't do this. You know what I mean? He's like, "Look, buddy, you're gonna, you're gonna go in. You're gonna, you're gonna nail it. You, you nailed it. You, you were on Martin saw something in you. Uh, on, on, uh, Def Comedy Jam, and next thing you know, he flew you out to L.A. and you, you became Hustle Man. So you just, you know, and, right, and right. next thing you know, Tracy's going in there like, like he's in the tunnel. He's in the tunnel, about to go play, the, play the big game. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. And he goes, <laughs> he goes out there. And he's like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know who who this dude Lauren Michaels is. Um, I you know I, I don't know who any of these these people are. Definitely uncomfortable because it wasn't even like he was just doing mainstream gigs. He he came from Tracy came from the hood. You know what I mean? Sure, sure, sure. And and now suddenly is thrust in the the whitest palace in Hollywood. Sure. You know, sure. <laughs> and. Uh, and I think the, Tim Meadows was there, um, and Tim and Trey, total different spectrums <laughs> yeah. on paper. Maybe not. We don't know how, how Tim Meadows sure. is behind behind closed doors, but when you look at face value, you're like, all right, these are these beats hookers, just something crazy. <laughs> right. Like, whoa, right? Tim but Meadows. you know, you first look at Tim Meadows now, exactly, and Trey's and Carlton, like, they ain't gonna be hanging out, you right? Know? And so, I think. Fresh Prince and Carlton. To, I think, right, right. I think you have to go into an audition, any big audition, but especially, especially something like that, and say, you know what? The the I gotta win doing me. Otherwise, I'm not. If you go into it into any audition wanting it so badly that they can see your mm -hmm. bleeding and seeping it, 
I think I think that's a detriment to. to no, yeah, I think that will be no good. But I, I'm just I don't know. Like he's so like. Uh, a lot of, lot. I mean, yeah, comics, I, I, comics have said it for years. They're like, yo, Tracy. I remember Todd used to say that all the time. He's like, hey, Tracy is is the luckiest dude in Hollywood. And I remember a lot of cats agreeing. And I was like, well, I, and but but the comics, you know, can't argue. He's not funny. He's yeah, definitely but that, funny. And that's how I was gonna say. Most comics that that know Tracy love. I used to love sitting in the back of Boston Comedy Club and New York Comedy Club when and if Tracy came in, you were like, I'm going to watch him because. I know I'm going to be thoroughly entertained. Yes. I said that in the last episode with you. I said the same thing I like about you. I like about Tracy. Tracy will paint the scene. I remember one time he said, he said he was talking about a dude breaking up with his girl. He's like, <laughs> you see that dude? You go, you get on the uh, cause he he fills in every detail. He's like, you see that dude on on the train? You on your way home, home for work? You see that Puerto Rican dude named named Jose? <laughs> and he just had an argument with his girlfriend Marisol. He had an argument <laughs> with Marisol, and he's on the subway with with his headphones on, listening to his Walkman. And he was, and he was listening, and you knew he was listening to New Edition because he was like, he, he was singing, "Hey, can you stay? Can you stay?" And he's acting out the whole video. You know what I mean? And so I'm just that's, that's why I love him. Yeah. That's why you love him because dude would pay people listening to me right now. You can see that dude on the subway with a, with a with a tank top and the rosary beads. His his I used to love his shit about just like going goes when the guy was like banging his mom or he goes he goes you know. George come oh, Tony, over. Tony, yeah, like, Tony, Tony with the black socks. Uh, black socks. <laughs> he goes, he goes, he goes, he goes, he drives a truck because he he fixes deli slices. He fixes deli slicers or something like that. Every time he come over, we got like, like he, ham. Or we, we got we got ham when 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 Tony came over, he would give us ham and then he would disappear in my mother's room. My mother's room that was her own little personal apartment, <laughs> and you knew you couldn't you couldn't knock on the door or do anything. But every so often, me and my brother we go. And crack the door open, and you see, you you know, he just finished banging out my mother. She's laying <laughs> on the bed, and you wouldn't see Tony. You just see his black socks. <laughs> his black dress socks. <laughs> see his black dress socks on, hanging off the bed. Uh, that was just the best. Uh, when he said he, he makes, he, he has like, because he delivers the screws that fixes deli slicers. Like somebody, he does like a little piece, like the, the mechanism that fixes deli slicers. <laughs> like something so specific that you're like, there's something real to that. It's like yeah. a real like thing in there. It's like that's the, that's what I, 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 you know, I do that when I, I tell a thing. It's not even material necessarily yet, but I'm trying to get into the thing about my mom dating when I was younger. Uh-huh. And me just being like her fat son, like in like, they always put me in pajamas that were too small too. So I'm just sitting there like, well, some guys definitely trying to bang my mom. I said, I even had a sense of that. And I right, was like, right. just playing acoustic guitar. And I sing a lady by Kenny Rogers. <laughs> and, and people always laugh. I think they connect. They go, it's like, no, that's the song. I remember this guy singing to my mom. Like, that's like a real thing. I remember right, a right, guy right. playing very specifically lady by Kenny right. Rogers. And it was just like a first date. He's just trying to impress my mom. Playing. <laughs> that sounds, that's, that's hilarious. That's, yeah. Because as a kid, you're watching, you know that this dude is trying, you know, his ultimate, his end game is trying to get get some from your mother. Yeah. But it's funny, as a kid, you're watching like, this dude brought a guitar. A guitar, yeah, you're like, is it, and you know, so said, as I'm on stage, I'm like, uh, I'm like, give me a Nintendo game, I'll go in my room for the night. <laughs> <laughs> you bring me ice cream, I'll that go was, in my yeah, room. Yeah, you get the Nintendo game, that was like, Tony bring it over the, 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 the smoked ham. ham. But, but uh, 
Yeah, that is what was great about him was always watching him do that stuff. But yeah, and, and, and uh, some people would be offended. It was like, it just seemed like it was done right. But it was, uh, it was so done without fear. And I never right, seen, right, right. I never seen him shaken. That's why the apology the, tour the apology was so like, it's like, oh, wow. Like he finally got like shaken. So, right. I mean, I mean, he would come in to Howard Stern, but I got that ankle brace like Lindsay Lohan. Like, you know, he, just, he didn't right. phase him at all. Right. It's like, you have an right. ankle brace. Like, right. It's like a pretty serious thing. He's right. like, he was like, whatever. And that's, but you know what it was? It was like seeing, it was like seeing Superman uh, become Clark Kent, you know, because uh, you're used to like, and anyone that knows Tracy behind closed doors knows he's, he's a sensitive and gentle soul, a nice, a good guy. He has a good heart. And so I'm sure when he got, you know, the ankle bracelet, he wasn't happy about that, but he knows, here, I got I to gotta put on the show. I got I to gotta let people know I'm not phased, even if I am. You know, sure. so it's a sort of it's a, a sense of bravado that he and the mask that you got to put on every time you go out in public to make sure people don't you know uh, come at you sideways or say the wrong thing. And uh, you know, so but I'm sure he was he was crushed. Uh, you know, because who the hell wants to live with a damn ankle bracelet? You know, no. or or or, or uh, you know the DWI. You know, or any any of the, sure. the media attention. I remember he said that. Uh, he slowed down because Alec Baldwin pulled him to the side and said, "Listen, man, you keep up like this, you're you, you're gonna die." Right. And he said, "He said that yo, to hit home, hit home. This is a dude I respect. I work with him and and I respect him. And and he just told me I'm going to cease to exist." But it just it did make it does make me laugh though. And he used to come around the stand in New York, and he'd be like, "You know, say he's not drinking." He goes, "No, nah, I don't drink." No, I'd be like, "I'm like, oh, cool, man. Like, you want to go in? Like, I see Trey. I don't really drink." Right. Uh, but but he would always like want to drink. So right. I'd be like, I think I'm like, I'm like, what's up, buddy? You want to go have a beer? He goes, I don't be drinking no more. I can't mess around. And I'm like, cool. And then I mean, with that, it was in page six the next day. <laughs> he was literally that night. He was standing on the bar at Stamp New York with his shirt off, yeah. slapping his belly, like doing like dances. Right. He's like, I'm the funky child. Remember Lords of the Underground? <laughs> Lord funky Dad, child. I'm a funky child. <laughs> Hit me one time in my belly, make it funky. <laughs> Look, Jazz, hit me one time, make it funky. <laughs> remember that? Remember, that was the remix. Lord Jazz, hit me one time, make it funky. <laughs> I have that, those are all on my iPod. That's my joke. <laughs> Lords of the Underground, Low Tug. My friend Ingrid used to date uh, uh, a Mr. Funky. That's a little side. I don't know why really? I shared that. Yeah, I remember when she told me that. I was like, really? He was the less interesting one. He was the. Uh... No, he was the main one. Well, there was there was Mr. Funky had the squinty. The, one there of them a... looked like Omar Epps. It, it was, uh, yeah, it was basically. Uh, Lords of the Underground. It was, was a, it was essentially uh, out. It was a, the outline for Outcast. Yeah, yeah. There was basically yeah, like, yeah. there was a flamboyant. The one wore like the diaper. Remember right, that, yeah, that was yeah. that, that was always a more interesting one. And then right. there was like the big boy one that was yeah. like, you know, what I was listening the other day, and that's, we're going we're going to jump off tangent, but this is what we think we wanted anyway. Right. Uh, I, I I really make an argument because um, I thought I I thought I liked. The new Katy Perry song for some reason, uh, uh, Dark Horse uh, with, with uh, oh with, with Juicy uh, J, Juicy J, and then I turned to I don't like it that much that song. Uh, no, no, I, I no, like I like no, the transition no, in the music no. at one point, but I was listening to that dude and it's like, man, rap is just taking a major shit. It's just almost it's not it's, it's not even sort of over, but even the crossover of it. 
and I think I pinpointed when the crossover started where it was like, oh, they're all going to become pop people now. And it was, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, Old Dirty Bass or Doing Mariah Carey? That oh, was yeah. it. Cause, because that shouldn't that shouldn't have happened. <laughs> because the Wu-Tang Clan were dangerous, man. Yeah. They were dangerous. Like they, they had that air of danger. Uh-huh. And then they crossed over to like the least dangerous thing in the world. And I and and but with that came like a a, a will to write this like bubblegum. Right. That's like I'm listening to the lyrics and even like the way I hate using the term flow because it sounds like I'm being phony. No, but it's, it's but the flow, true. but the flow of his words, like on that juicy J thing, uh-huh. is Horrible. Yeah, oh, and almost all of it is now. So when I think back, and I go back and I'll listen to like, forget like the, let's say the Wu-Tang Clan to keep them as an example, but forget all the ones like, you know, like the majors, like, you know. Protect uh, your neck. And- but, but, but I'm saying, forget like, forget uh, Method Man and, oh, and all okay, of it. Okay. Forget, but you were saying, inspect the deck. Like, the guy, was, it's, it's like, he really was like, if you listen to the words, it's very intricate. Yeah, yeah. Like woven together, yeah, like yeah, rhymes yeah. and these things. And it's like, a, where it actually was like, uh, you're like, oh, well, this is like an actual like, Pretty cool art form. It's a yeah. pretty amazing one to do. I was never a huge Tupac guy, but like Tupac's like, well, Tupac's and, he, and, he, and, he, and even when they weren't telling stories, even like an I Get Around song, uh-huh. it's just like uh, it's just better. Yeah. And, it, and it's just, it's just no, so like, it's, uh, it's, and now it's before. Now the problem is like anyone, like the hardest, scariest, most dangerous rap guy now will do a song with right. Justin Bieber. Yeah. Yeah. Like they will, and that, that blows. Yeah, that blows my mind. That's that's an interesting point. And and everyone, that Mob Deep, Mob Deep would have never done. Like maybe like which is uh, their twenty year anniversary but, right now. Really, uh, coming up for uh for the for the first album when uh what was that was uh, shook one infamous yeah, yeah, yeah. infamous uh it's, it's, that was ninety four. Wow, man. Yeah, Nas it's just up. celebrated twenty years of Illmatic. At, at, oh uh, yeah, yeah, at, I saw at uh Lincoln Center or something crazy. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah it was. I'm like Nas in a tux doing it ain't hard to tell. That's like incredible, you know. Half life. Yeah. Um it's uh no, that is amazing. That is really crazy. Oh, but, yeah, yeah. but even uh Yeah, but Nas, any of those guys, it really is like a and uh well, and, so, and so, Red Man did it with like with uh you know Christina Aguilera, but he was ridiculous. But, he was, but yeah, and and I was gonna say, so how do you feel? Because those I I mean, Run and Aerosmith preceded uh, but um, that here's the thing when but Aerosmith is still gully but it was fun. as rock artists sure but 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 it doesn't matter when hip hop first came out like it was novelty so you had to kind of jam it anywhere same thing that I said before that to go back to what we said earlier the fact that Rapture gets respect as like a rap song I mean like by the way the beat on Rapture is yeah. fantastic oh yeah but she is horrible oh yeah five five Freddy's like I won't say the words when we get sued but I, <laughs> I remember. I remember, and we started this conversation because I was saying, I I was singing, uh, jokingly singing um, Billy Joe's We Didn't Start the Fire. <laughs> and I remember, I remember watching Entertainment Tonight. This had to be like 80, I don't know, like 87-ish, I guess. And as, you know, this was like really when, when rap was really starting to take off and Yo! MTV Raps, uh, you know, first started. And... I heard on Entertainment Tonight him say, yeah, and uh, Billy, John Tessie was like, and Billy Joel uh, has has a rap in, in the end of uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. And I was like, that's not, I like, easy that's pass not really rap. rap, but okay, if that's what we're going. And then Madonna, when she did Vogue, Vogue. and she's like, Greta Garbo, uh, Greta Garbo uh-huh. gives great face. I was like, this is not rap. 
it's this not. is someone talking, but, but it did have to, and it happens to rhyme. But it did have to develop because. But what's what's funny is like it's gone somehow back, yeah, backwards because it, it evolved. Yeah, it evolved to a thing where then you got like uh, to get to a point, and then it, it sort of like peaked uh, in like the late nineties with like Eminem. Okay. Eminem, you, it's hard to deny. You give it to the fan, white man. Now fan, but fan, fan or not, like the right. guy wrote things like, like listen no. to the words. Were I mean, like, he's still Eminem. Uh, sure, absolutely. Uh, uh, rap god, like, yeah, lyrically. Is, but is, but uh, but I'm saying, but like it was it was really like it was interesting. It was funny. It was right. whatever. It was right. it was just good. Right. It sounded. It didn't make me feel like I could do it. Right. So you maybe I mean? that's the problem. That's, it was that's, very very difficult. And now I feel it's gone back. Uh, I think it's gone back like full circle. I think it's, I feel like it's gone back full circle now to being like uh like the newest rap guys are still are back to like ha 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 like that's what I'm saying. right very A-B, A-B rap, rap. like that's the cadence of these things yeah. it's just like what happened to these guys where you were like uh, like Rakim where 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 he was like having complex rhyme structures and then uh then in the middle of Little Italy little did we know that we yeah, riddled yeah, the middle men oh, who didn't dude, do diddly dude, like, when, how do you do that there's nothing pun, like that when pun the fact I love the fact that he knows that because like that was took me forever to learn it took me forever you, to rewinding it and having to be like yeah, what did he that, say that there in the middle like, of little Italy little did we know that he middle with middle men who didn't do diddly and you're like what it's amazing I remember the first time I heard that it was on Hot 97 because at first you're kind of like are they going to steal the beat for Deep Cover and you're like it's better it's almost better than Deep Cover <laughs> no he because and they, I mean Fat Joe and Pun their back and forth was was ridiculous but then it was there was just it was so perfect how they dropped the the beat dropped right as he got to that bar and yeah. it was it was so cr crazy that you had to rewind it because you didn't know what he said. No, you just heard fast. Italy, 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 you know, you're like, yo, that's this dude is this big 400 pound giant just saying things like that, yeah. spitting and rhyming and squeezing a hundred words into <laughs> yeah. two sentences. That and, and every word rhymes. It was amazing. But yeah, now But you know, it's also and they did this thing in the in the uh in the 90s that was great too. And by the way, that said, there's so much horrible music in the 90s, without a doubt. Yeah, you yeah. Know, that, that's the era of Color Me Bads and all that shit, yeah. too. But, hey, easy. Color Me Bad. At listen. the moment. At the yeah. moment, they were great. At the moment, I thought Oh, yeah. Color Everybody wanted a pencil-thin mustache. Dude, that, that Bobby that's... Kelly got one. <laughs> Bobby Kelly. Bobby Kelly had a Bobby Color Kelly, Me Bad. Bobby Kelly, you know what's funny? Bobby Kelly was the sexiest comic. When he first moved oh. to New York City, I remember he first came to New York. Getting so much ass. And... He he was rocking the James Dean the the leather jacket, white T-shirt, slight pompadour, slick back. But he wore the Kango hats all With the time. Kango. He, he had his mustache was trimmed in half to just like lip line, right? Like lip liner, right? Bobby uh, was was a sexy beast. Oh yeah, and chicks dug him. Everybody, they and he was funny. And oh yeah. It was Hella fun. That's how I know where Saugus, Massachusetts is because he he, had a, <laughs> he just had a joke. He was like, you know, most most guys I I know they came, you know, from Boston, Beantown, right? Where are you from? I'm from Saugus, <laughs> Massachusetts, Massachusetts. Um, he um, no, but in the '90s, what they did was uh, which does not happen now. It actually, you know what's funny? It actually happens on every song, but it's never like uh. 
like a like a power grouping. Like what they used to do in the nineties, where they would have like all the big dudes oh, would do yeah, songs like together. The posse cuts. I, I I got a bunch of uh, oh, a. Yeah. I, I, one day I just went on a downloading frenzy of those like like the. I shot your remix with yeah. uh, oh, I shot uh, with LL Cool J, LL, Cannabis, Fat Joe, Cannabis, uh, uh, Firewater. You ever hear Firewater? That's a big pun. Uh, that's big pun. Uh, Fat Joe. Uh, is that Big L's on there? Is Big L? No, uh, Firewater is. I remember the title. I don't remember the track. It's um, who else is on that? It's it's, it's Wu Tang. It's, it's Wu Tang. So I think okay, it's, it's Master okay. Killer and. Uh, What's the name? Raekwon's okay. on it. Okay. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. World War Three. Remember that with uh the Rough Riders yeah. and all yeah. those guys. Yeah. And those guys and those songs would be the posse cuts. Even the stupid uh what was the Hit 'Em High? The one from uh Space Jam was like great. Be Real <laughs> and uh Method Man and and all those guys. It was great. Uh, those they, those they, songs they, they don't they, do those anymore. They, they do them. But no, but, but every song is now. Every song now, it's like yeah, Rick Ross featuring right. Tyga, Lil Wayne, Drake, and right. so on. But it's all like, right. uh, yeah. I don't know. I, you know what it is? And maybe it's just like, maybe I'm just in full-blown denial that I'm becoming, ah, you kids and your blah, blah, well, but, but I, I do think there's a quality drop-off. There's off. always a hint to that, but... Because in going back, the 90s rock, to me, does not hold up at all, but that was my young era of rock. But I still like to go back and listen to Deep Purple and Black Sabbath, and still I mean those ones are great. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. You know, um, like our parents coming up were big on like the Motown sound and the and the early. But you can't deny those songs. Still. But that's no, that's what I'm saying. Smokey Robinson sure. and, and Marvin Gaye and and Ashford and Simpson's uh, writing still holds up. It's always the sure. foundation is, is is the writing and then the the, production. the musical production and composition. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, rap, if, if, if like, you know, like commercial rap didn't really pop till 79. So you, you look at the, the 80s as people sort of finding themselves and defining what rap was going to be. And then by the time the 90s rolled around, uh, people were able to say, okay, we built on this foundation. Now, let's, now Dr. Dre said, here, let's add harmony. Uh, to add a layer instead of just a drum beat and a loop, let's add some harmony to it and really make it musical. And so now it's a landscape or a soundscape. So by the time the 90s came along, you had, you know, Dre, you had RZA, you know, um, uh, uh, you had the, the um, organized noise in Atlanta. You know, you had all these sort of great what, production what, uh, houses that, that I, knew... I know he does get credit, RZA. He does get credit, but I mean, like... Uh... Talk about a guy who's a unique idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they sound like that's something like um, I'm trying to think of bands you could use to describe this because there's there's very few. But like, without hearing and it, you know, I don't know how much of a fan or, or familiar with the music, but without hearing um, who the artist is, mm -hmm. if you put on a Metallica song, even a new one, you can sort of tell musically like, oh, this is is this a new Metallica song? You know what I mean? Corn is a band that has a very unique sound that you right. go to. Oh, is this a is this a new Corn trail? Right, this is like right, you know right. I hear like the downtuned bass. Right. Black Sabbath like had a sound like uh, like to come with something so unique of a sound like the Wu Tang Clan. Like when their songs start, yeah. you're like, oh, this is a Wu Tang yeah. Clan song. <laughs> but Dr. Dre had that too. Yeah, Dre, moment. Dre. Like, yeah, well, well, all that all that high yeah. tingy like yeah. uh, tinny like uh. He had the even, highs even that, you know and, and, and basically he, Easy E like when Easy did his like the diss tracks like he was stealing Dre's yeah, like, like thing. Like, I mean, uh, uh, what fuck was with Dre days. 
it was it was all Dre created G Funk. Like yeah. he, I, I remember because I used to rhyme, and and I remember uh, my boy um, uh, Jay Logic. I remember. I still. It's funny. I haven't heard this tape in since '95. But I still remember the the track. I still remember the the singers' sort of uh, uh, melancholy harmonies mm-hmm. over the track, and it was straight uh, gangster funk, you know. So it borrowed from the '70s with a hint of uh, sure, sure, sure. '90s funk. And, and so uh, RZA and what RZA did that was brilliant. This dude, because I grew up on all those movies from 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 you know Five Deadly Venoms to uh, to Flying Guillotine to to uh, um, Master Killer to Return to the Thirty Six Chambers anything with Gordon Liu you know any Shaw Brothers movies that were produced and they would they would run them on Channel Five in New York City they would action, run on Channel action Five Theater right is that what they call action, it here they, they, here was driving theater but okay. everywhere was driving movie action theater on Channel Five it would start up. And that and it was and you'd see a slow zoom out where it say drive in movie and then it would go black and then you'd you'd see the Shaw Brothers logo. <laughs> and then whatever movie you see like you see this dude training and and it was always sort of that vertical film where where the film was long. Yeah, yeah, they were like stretched out. It was all stretched out. And then it would some epic and and freeze frames and and different colors and then this, then the the film grade would change and so some guy walking in the forest you know RZA said yo we you know what we're gonna do we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna take all that and we're gonna we're gonna I'm, I'm gonna sample all that and, and, and put it uh with with some Illmatic beats and and it's gonna be wow you know and and then he's he looked he found. Eight other dudes with eight different personalities and said, you know what? Old dirty bastard, you like you like a drunken style. You know, you you rob, you know, you don't know what you're gonna say. And and and, and Method Man is real, real uh calculated with you know, there's method to everything he does. And, and, and Raekwon is a chef, and he, you know, so and they and they just combined and formed Voltron, man. It was crazy. It really is. It is like I listen to sometimes like I'll even go back to just the first album. I yeah. said that first album like literally changed like uh, rap music. I yeah, thought, man. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, like, that's I that was the biggest thing. Hit. I, I remember. Oh, yeah. I remember everyone left like Mob Deep and uh, and everyone was getting into all that shit right. and stuff that was like, getting popular at the time. And if we go back to Ice T and everything right. and, and, and the and the Dre shit and everything, but like uh, when uh, Enter the Thirty Six Chambers yeah. was like it was just a like the cover of it. They were all wearing like just white yeah. masks, oh, like dude. there was no faces at all. Yeah. And then the first album came out. Or the first. Uh, Single was actually Mystery of Chess Box. Yeah, that was yeah, the first I re- song. yeah, I remember. And it'll be on the, the box. First time I saw the commercial, it would be uh, on the, the box. Video, on the yeah. box, and uh, on uh, on on uh, was Rap City out yet? Maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so. I didn't have cable though. I didn't have cable right now. I didn't yeah. like the Mystery of Chess Boxing. I thought it sounded underproduced. Music. It sounded underproduced. I was like this, but I I liked it. I didn't like how the song sounded. I liked. Them. It was it was weird. No, oh, yeah, I know what you mean. Because they were playing chess, and you saw them sort of uh, moving the pieces and whatnot. I like. describe it as I said before. It sounds like the whole album was made in his fucking basement. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it may have been almost to a degree too. I mean, it was really like it's so underproduced, but it's what makes it. Yeah. Fucking amazing. That's why it was so everyone loved so much. Like when the, you know they got some money right. from that first album and touring, right. and then like uh, 
they released uh, yeah, Triumph. Uh, and then that Triumph was so produced, and you're like, this is great. That but was see, so you know great. what's funny? Now, Triumph, I wasn't, I was big. I, I, it took me, I wasn't big on Wu-Tang so much as I was big on meth. Oh yeah, I was a big method man. Him and Redman, that might have been one of the most amazing, talented oh, duos. Dude, they, they I, I can't still, believe I can't believe they didn't like yeah, they, do it even longer. I think or more. they still do, but it's not the same. They do. Yeah, no, they'll go out yeah. on tour still even yeah. once in a while. But yeah, but now the thing is like they'll play like you talk about like they do those rock the bells things. Yeah, sure. No, they'll, they'll do like a compilation tour, but it's like besides that, you catch them like you know sobs. Right, right. And like kind of like places that's like it's sort of a sports bar, but they have a stage. Right, place. right. And that's a bummer because right. like. Those guys at a point probably could have done the guard. Dude, I remember seeing uh, the... And they look like they had... What is it about them? But a lot of people, you can't say this, but music-wise, they look like they're having fun. They yeah. always look like they were yeah. having fun. Let me tell two. you something. I saw Meth... Well, I remember the movie. The movie's surprisingly funny. The movie... I never watched the show. The movie, the show... The movie was funny. The movie was surprisingly funny. The, the, when Jizzle uh, was was argued... Like, Meth was, like, pontificating on the back of a tour bus. And, and he just... It was funny because uh, Ghostface was like, Yo, man, shut the fuck up. You know, it was just funny because... Well, because Meth was really trying to drop some science. He was like, yo, man, you keep doing that to me. But I saw, but what I was about to say, I saw Meth, uh, my wife, uh, she used to write for, back in her journalist uh, days, she wrote for The Source. Uh -huh. And uh, yeah, she wrote for The Source and she was still in grad school. And she, she was in D.C., but she had tickets to go to The Source Awards. So this was in summer 95, I didn't have nobody could go with me, so I went solo. I went. It was in the. Um, I was it still the Felt Forum? It might have been the Paramount Theater by then at, at the Garden. This was when uh, Suge Knight, when the East West Coast went. Oh, you were at the Source Awards. I like, was. I was ain't at the Awards. No you just told me and Dave Stewart something. Was, oh, East Coast ain't got no love for Snoop. Yeah, y'all yeah, love it us. Was, that was crazy. He was like, y'all love us. Y'all love oh, us. Oh, let it be known then, right? Yeah, then let it be known then. You know, mm -hmm. and and I remember sitting there because it was because you could feel I was I was there. I was, That's crazy. I was watching all, all up in this. the videos. All up in the video. They, they referenced that on our podcast today, and no one else got it but me. I saw it, and he goes, "Thanks, Jim." Like, yeah, I think he was I saw like, oh, if you, any artist out there want want to get their shine, don't want the executive mm -hmm. producer, and you can say and, and all up in the video. You live thought about watching it, it was it was. It was weird because you were like, "Yo, what is he? What is he doing?" And I remember, I remember. Wasn't that Paul's kind of evident that it was like it was because he, he knew when he was, said when he said he goes he goes this is about to uncork it. This is yeah. gonna be a problem yeah. now. So yeah. he, he, thought, he goes he goes you don't want your producer all up in the video dancing around and you think it's like oh well he's, def def he's definitely talking about Puff Daddy. But his was funny. I I kind of knew he was talking about Puffy, but I also Jermaine Dupri. I was like, well, you know what, Jermaine Dupri does that too. By the, the but, South but had no beef yeah. with anybody. But the South wasn't beef with anybody. This was this was right when uh you know Pop, like both of them respect Scarface. <laughs> like East and West, like was, everyone right. kind of respected like right. that V. Everyone was like okay with the yeah. East, but yeah, that, yeah. But yeah, there. dude, I remember. I remember that it was just it was uh kept it, man. I'll tell you what, the, the the marketing behind that, they did a good job, man. In so many ways, because I will say, man, like it really did. It kept it dangerous and interesting. Yeah, it's a shame that there was actual real casualties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that that and, and it's and such talented people. Because uh, that's what I said before. It's so funny, man. Like uh, you know, you see, you know, I go on World Star Hip Hop a lot, and you see that it's like the comments and that they're, they're so funny. It's maybe the best website for like comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like saying like who's corny and who's like not corny and 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 
dude's like fake and whatever. Like that. it's like it's so documented, essentially how like forced Tupac's like thugginess was. Uh-huh. Like technically, a, 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 not technically, but like generally, a really good kid, like mostly a dancing and yeah. art background. Right. Yeah. Went to like. Pretty decent, prestigious art schools. Mm-hmm. Mom had a problem. Mom was a little fucked up, but we all were. But it's like he really is his his internal makeup was not that of a guy who was like, let's go do drive by shootings. But he he mm-hmm. he he like almost forced himself to be in the middle of that and and kind of yeah. suffered the consequence yeah. from it. Yeah. I think like Biggie too. When you hear Biggie, it's, it's it's kind of funny to hear like mothers like uh yeah. like breakthrough. But it's like you you know you try to put out an image there. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's kind of a thing if, if I'm gonna. A problem with a dude outside of a comedy club, and we're, whatever we're we're getting ready to go at it, or whatever. Every situation where I'm like in a, in a heated situation, and it's like you know, I'll fuck you, and, and you get into some shit like that. That'd be like you know the inopportune time for your mom to come in and be like, "You used to cry when it would thunder." <laughs> I'm like, "I did." Stop. You know what I'm saying? I like to pull the curl on that, and like, funny. and that's why I thought it was so funny when, when after Biggie died. I remember like, they'd go they'd all those video or those interviews with uh with his mom. His mom. Yeah. yeah, but his mom would always be like. He, I, we lived in a good neighborhood. Yeah, like she's like, I don't know what you like. If he was selling drugs at so and so, he had to walk two miles. So <laughs> subscribe, like, comment. Um, this is the Father Bucket Protocol. Is your man Dean Edwards? Man, check us out. We dropping new eps every Monday. Follow me on Instagram and Twitter at I am Dean Edwards. Uh, check us out on all things comedy. Subscribe, like, comment. And uh, keep keep an eye out because I'll be in your town uh, somewhere soon, man. Jay, thanks for coming out. Big Mike still in the building rocking the soundboards. We'll catch y'all next Monday, man. Two fingers. Peace. <laughs>